Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Got a chance to check out this book while I was on vacation. I really enjoyed it. Billy Ripken, the longtime major leaguer. You see him all the time now on the MLB Network. He's got a book out. Stay to play the old school guide to new school baseball. And he's going to... Give us a couple minutes to talk about his book. It's been a wild couple of days in Major League Baseball, and Billy Ripken joins us. Bill John Zastrzemski, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. Well, Bill, the pleasure's all mine, and what was the thought process? As a guy who loves baseball, as a guy who grew up in a baseball family, you're still sharing your insight on TV, what prompted you to get involved as far as writing a book? Well, I think there's been a little bit of misconception thrown out there and look the the new school and the new way of thought and all the conversations surrounding the new metrics and everything else coming into the game there, there started to be this sense that um i thought there was an implication that the old school guy just used to throw the bats and balls out on the field and go play and i i just wanted to kind of make the point first and foremost that old school guys have always used numbers We've always used information to come up with a plan for anything in baseball, whether it was the June draft, whether it was organizing spring training, whether it was game day, whatever it may be. We've always used numbers and we've always used information. And it just seemed like over the past few years, anybody from the new school, the extreme new school, seemed to kind of imply that the, you know, the old school guys are just a bunch of big dummies that just go by the fly by the seat of the pants and gut instinct and all this. We use real numbers. Well, we've always used real numbers. We've always used information. And if you give me, uh, an old school guy, numbers that mean something in a baseball sense, and they're brand new to me, I'll use those too. But first, they have to make baseball sense to me. Well, Bill, that's what it comes down to, right? Joe Torrey talked about it years ago with those Yankee teams as the advanced stats phenomenon really took over. It's the idea of combining the two, right? Like, the heartbeat of the player has to matter. Like there are some things you just can't measure by stats like Masahiro Tanaka, for example, he's a guy throughout the regular season. He's a good big league pitcher. He takes it to another gear when the games seem to matter a whole lot more. There are certain guys that maybe you can't measure by an advanced metric or an advanced stat, what they bring to a ball club and what they mean when the game is on the line. It's so important, and I'm sure you would agree, the idea of being able to balance these two things, right? Like, that's got to be the biggest challenge. I think if you're in a front office right now, combining what you're seeing with your eyes and then taking those numbers and trying to, like, mesh the till. Yeah, and, and what you're talking about and what you're describing is is what kind of goes on from that. You, you can't measure what you're talking about with Tanaka. Um, and that bothers the some of the new school because you can't measure it and they they don't understand that no what and i kind of described the the two if if you have a branch you have this this tree the new school tree and there's a couple branches on that new school tree 
that are almost borderline smug slash arrogant. Now you got the old school tree and you got a couple of branches on the old school tree that are borderline bullyish. So those branches that I just described will never play in the same sandbox. But one would hope that if you're a truly smart new front office guy, new way of thinking front office guy, you've got to know what you don't know. And you've got to trust the fact that you hire a guy that knows baseball. And then when you send him down something, you've got to trust the fact. If I'm in a big league clubhouse and I'm the manager and you're my GM, the outside of the box thinking guy, if you bring me a biscuit for my inside of the box thinking and it works, and yours biscuit is coming from the outside of the box, the inside of my box is going to grow. And I'm going to use that information. So I think what both sides need to do, and this is not rocket science. Look, I think John Schultz and Bobby Cox had a pretty good GM-manager relationship. I think both of them knew what they could do and what they were supposed to do, and they were left to do their job. So if I'm managing your team, give me the information. I want it. But you also have to respect the fact that if I don't use it, it doesn't fit into what I believe is the baseball sense. Billy, how much does it bother you when you see these managerial searches and a lot of the experienced guys are not getting a crack? We just finally see Dusty Baker getting the Astros job, and that's because of the whole sign-stealing thing, and they needed to hire somebody right away. But I look at a guy like Buck Showalter as a perfect example. Or even going back to Joe Girardi, who waited his turn to get his next job. These guys who are strong-willed, these guys who throughout their careers, I mean, Buck Showalter in 1995, for goodness sakes, was using some of these numbers to his advantage when he was managing the New York Yankees. How much does it bother you to see these guys almost typecast in a way as like the old-school manager? Well, it, it, it bothers me. And the funny part about that, you mentioned Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter's wife used to chart games when he managed in the minor leagues. And she was using coded color pencils for different hitters hitting the ball in different places. So, yeah, he likes information. The funny thing you mentioned, Dusty Baker got the gig in Houston. I've answered as much Dusty Baker managing Houston questions as much as the sign-stealing gate questions regarding the Astros. And they say, well, doesn't it surprise you that an old-school Dusty joins an analytical organization? And I'm going, well, first of all, Dusty's analytical. Because if you talk to Dusty Baker, he will talk baseball if there's a baseball problem, he will break it down and he will come up with solutions to fix it, which to me is the very definition of analytical. Now, Dusty's also of the nature, if you bring him some BS numbers and say this is going to work, Dusty will tell you where to put those numbers because they're not going to work in his game. Now, that doesn't make him rigid. It doesn't make him uh, unable or unwilling to, to conform it just means that Dusty Baker's been around. Dusty Baker's got success. He's seen things. He's field. He knows things that some of the guys pushing some numbers his way don't know. And quite frankly, possibly will never know because they didn't experience the things that Dusty Baker did. Billy Ripken, you got to check out his book. It was absolutely outstanding. State of play, the old school guide to new school baseball. You see him all the time over at the MLB Network. And, Bill, obviously the talk of baseball right now is what's going on with the Houston Astros. You had Jim Crane. You had Bregman. You had Altuve. You had all these guys meeting with members of the media. Jim Crane basically contradicting himself within five to six minutes. What was your big takeaway from hearing what those guys had to say? Well, here's the thing. And you know what? This is not going away. And I go back 
It's just not today, but I go back to what A.J. Hinch told Tom Berducci when it was on our airway at MLB Network was, we've done this to ourselves. We've opened the door. And what that means is, and the players, especially the position players of the Houston Astros, because obviously stealing signs and banging on trash cans didn't help Justin Verlander get anybody out. But the position players are going to have to understand that human nature and the way this is the, the way it is, people are going to question you for the rest of your career. If they get off to a slow start and they're 0 for 15, somebody's going to say, well, they don't know. They, yeah, look how good he is when you know the sign's coming. If they get hot, someone's going to think, well, they found another way to get signs. So they did it to themselves. They, they opened that door. I agree with what A.J. Hinch was talking about right there. And if they think they can address it one time in spring training and no one else is going to bring it up, that's not going to happen either. I mean, I heard a story today that what the Astros open up in uh, Anaheim this year at the Angels. I heard that there was 8,000 uh, tickets sold to the L.A. Dodger fan base because they're going to go up there for opening day. So this stuff is not going to go away. You know, Bill, I wanted to say, you know, a few weeks back, the buzzers thing was so outrageous. There's no way in the world it could possibly happen. But I don't know about you as a guy who played, you know, <laughs> baseball for a long period of time. Listen, if I hit a walk-off homer to send my team to the World Series, I don't care what you do to me. Take this shirt. Gary Sanchez is saying, rip the pants off, for goodness sakes. And you look at Jose Altuve's reaction, and I know a lot of people in the New York audience, they were sick to their stomachs seeing a Roldis Chapman hang the off-speed pitch. But you see Altuve run into the dugout, basically say, don't touch me. It has you thinking here. Do you buy the idea that the buzzers could have been real? I, well, this is where they open the door because this is the conversation that will swirl. And the the optics of that situation, um, look, it would have been strange if the commissioner's office, I remember watching it live going, what's he doing? Um, but now since the commissioner's office did the investigation, found some wrongdoing, laid down the smackdown on, on penalties and fines and draft choices being, you know, lost. Um, the optics of that whole thing is it, it, bad. And that just goes right back to the, the A.J. Hinch comment. We've done this to ourselves. We've opened the door. So they have to be ready for all of those things. And they're going to get a little bit of an attitude from time to time. I get that. So be it because somebody's going to wear them out. But they did it to themselves. Bill is a guy playing the big leagues for a long time. Do you think it's important for Garrett Cole now coming over to the New York Yankees, getting a big money contract, having a conversation with his teammates about this sort of stuff? He doesn't have to say so publicly. It's obviously something that can stay, you know, within the Yankee clubhouse. But if you were a New York Yankee and you played on that team last year, or you played in 2017, do you need to hear something from Garrett Cole? You know, I think you, you you have that conversation in the locker room. You walk up next to him. I mean, let's face it. I'm Mookie Betts just went out to L.A. to the Dodgers. Um, I, I would imagine if I'm sitting in that locker room, I might be walking by, going, "Dude, what, what went on?" Uh, I mean, this is this is the this is the way it is, and this is the way it works. So I could imagine a couple guys, maybe some pitchers, because the pitchers hang together a lot. And it might even be Chapman who, who kind of comes and hits him on the on the leg and say, hey, "Dude, come on, man, I got to know." And and that's the way it'll be. It doesn't have to be anything public, as you say. But if I was on that squad, yes, and Big Garrett Cole came in, I'd have to walk by him and 
and throw something out there from time to time, wouldn't you? Oh, no question about it. I'd be asking daily. <laughs> I mean, you kidding me? I'd be asking daily. I'd be like, what's up with that Altuve reaction, for goodness sakes? Come on, man. <laughs> We got the great Billy Rifkin. He's got an unbelievable book, so I wanted to bring him on the show, give him some props, give him some love, share the title of the book, and give you a chance to go buy it and whatnot. But, Billy, we're all fired up here in New York because we think it's going to be a big baseball season around here. The Mets are a much-improved team, adding Dellon Batances, being in the mix in the National League East, and then you have the Yankees. They've been knocking at the door the last three years. They have Garrett Cole atop their rotation. They're the Vegas favorites to win the World Series. In your opinion, what would be the biggest obstacle in the Yankees this year getting championship number 28? What would concern you the most? Well, believe it or not, I might say it's the Houston Astros. And I know people might think that I'm off my rocker with that. But when you look at the talent of the players and how they got up to Houston, and I'm not saying that uh, the the trash can banging uh, couldn't help uh, certain things in certain times, but They've got talent. I don't think there's any question about that. They have a farm system where in the past few years, they've moved 11 prospects to get their top three pitchers in the rotation. And Garrett Cole was one of them at the time. Uh, it was Verlander, Granke, and, and Cole. So they're, they're deep. They've got young talent. And if you think about them as a squad still, and if I was Dusty Baker and I went down to interview and Jim Crane was sitting there, I would have written down something like Springer, Altuve, Bregman, Brantley, Guriel. Uh, who am I missing? Alvarez. You could throw him in there Alvarez. too. Not too shabby. And, and I'm sitting there. I would have seven guys written down. I go, these guys are going to play 150 games for me. This is the lineup. I don't need any information, no lineup configuration, because they're, they're deep and they're good. So I would think that that would be an obstacle Overall health, um, I don't think you can pull a rabbit out of the hat two years in a row um, and have as many injuries as the New York Yankees had. But I, I think that Vegas is pretty close to on the spot. Um, I look at the, the big three still. It's the Dodgers, Yankees, and Astros. Um, I like what the uh, Yankees did when you bring Garrett Cole over. I mean, that, that's speaking some volumes right there because that dude can change um, the complexion of something very quickly when he goes out there and dominates the way he can. So you got a good squad. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And the Astros could be the one hurdle uh, in their way on the way to a World Series. I don't disagree with that. Remember, the Yankees got to show you they can beat the Astros. Lost to them in 17, lost to them in 19, cheating aside. And in the National League East, it's loaded. I mean, you got the Nationals won the World Series. You got the Braves who've won the division back-to-back years. They're loaded with young talent. The Phillies hire your old co-worker and Joe Girardi who knows the thing or two about managing a winning team. And then you have the Mets. You look at this division right now, Bill. Who do you like the most in the NL East? Well, I, I still have to lean towards the Nets and the Braves. You know, Braves won two divisions in a row. The Nets are the defending world champion. Um, but right behind them, I kind of pair the Mets and the Phillies together. I think both of them have uh, as much upside you know, to possibly win the division. Um, the Mets pitching staff, it's the reason why I've always liked them, and then it, it's the reason why I don't like them, because for some reason or another, all of them don't seem to go out there on the bump. And when they all do go out on the bump, they don't seem to perform like they should. But I think the upside of both of those clubs right there could certainly put them into the mix. And I don't think it's a, a large um, difference, you know, between the top first place and fourth place 
when it comes to the NL East. It's going to be a fun division to watch for sure. Um, but the New York Mets, uh, you've got Jacob DeGrom going out there and uh, pounding it. If Syndergaard figures this thing out and can become a one-two combination with this dude, there's no reason to think the Mets can't be uh, playing really relevant games in September, if not being at the top of that division. Billy, before we get you out of here, man, you've lived an unbelievable baseball life. You grew up in this great baseball family. You have a great big league career where you stick around for a long period of time. Now you're on TV. You're writing books. You feel like a baseball life for my man, like where it's still within you day in and day out. Like, was that what you were thinking when you put this book together? Man, this is something I want to do. You know what? I think what this book was, and I told you that I wanted to give some old school people some love and let everybody know that these guys are pretty smart. And the second thing, look, I've been up at the network now. This is year 11, and I was there since day one, uh, not in every day of the year, but I do 100-plus shows a year. And when you add that up over the course of the decade, any good segment or any good breakdown, Bill's Blackboard and whatever I put out, this book seems to be the place that you could put everything that I've talked about over time. And once again, I can go back and talk about the two books that I co-authored with my brother, Play Baseball the Ripken Way, Youth Baseball Book, um, and Coaching Baseball the Ripken Way, a youth coaching book. And my beliefs and my thought process I got from my father, and you hit it, pitch it, catch it better than the other team, and you win. And that held true in the 50s. It held true now. Uh, Hit it, pitch it, catch it better than the other team, and you win. And if you do those things right, if you catch a two-hopper and throw it where you're supposed to, there's going to be a coach out there that's going to find a place to to let you play. Bill, unbelievable stuff. I really enjoyed the book. I'm 31 years old, but I hope I can fit in as an old school guy. You know, bro, I want to fit in with the old school guys. I like the advanced stats, but it gets a little too crazy for me. You start talking war and whatnot, and that's how we're judging the best player in the league. That's a little too much for my liking. You know what I mean? Well, I tell you what, 31, yeah, you can still qualify, but what qualifies you more is New Yorker. And the attitude alone makes you old school, dude. I like that, Bill. Listen, keep up the great work. I really enjoyed the book and all the success in the world, all right? All right, dude. Appreciate your time. There you have it. The great Billy Ripkin, MLB Network's got an unbelievable book. You want to check it out. And it is the state of play, the old school guide to new school baseball. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.